We have got some breaking news on the Buffalo Sabres to talk about that pertains to their goaltending situation, and it's a, it's a gut punch, this one. So we'll talk about what's going on with a Matt Murray trade that maybe almost happened but didn't happen, and we'll also preview the NHL draft today with Curtis Schwarzkopf of the Charging Buffalo. That's ahead here on the Locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. <laughs> Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Joe DiBiase joining you solo on today's show on Draft Day. Or at least you should be listening to this on draft day. We've got an interview coming up. Special guest, Curtis Schwartzkoff from the Charging Buffalo. Their draft guide is out, and uh, you can check it out on their Twitter profile. We'll preview that and uh, promote that a little bit later on today's show. And also talk about some of the individual prospects. I love Matthew Savoy. You talk about him. A couple of right shot defenseman options for the Sabres. Not necessarily at nine, maybe though at 16 or 28 and some other of uh, Curtis's favorite prospects for uh, this year's draft. He joins me uh, on today's show. So that's coming up a little bit later on. If you are watching the video portion of today's podcast, apologies. We did have a problem with our video on the interview uh, with Curtis, but the audio is fine. The audio is good. So you'll just see like an overlay uh, if you're watching it on the YouTube stream. And for our audio listeners, you will not notice any difference. Uh, Check us out on YouTube. If you do not know about our video component of the show and be sure to like and subscribe at Sneaky Joe Sports uh, to follow me on Twitter and at Lockdown Sabres for the podcast account. My co-host Jordan Hanskin is at JR Hanskin. So uh, I'm going to go for one segment and then we'll get to Curtis because I've got to get in before the draft on today's show, the Matt Murray trade that almost was, that did not happen. We now have the reporting. In fact, I don't know if I said it on this show or if I said it on my show in WGR in Buffalo, that a really intriguing trade idea for the Sabres is acquiring Matt Murray, the Senators goaltender who Ottawa reportedly has been trying to unload because they don't want his two-year deal that's remaining on his contract at $6.25 million. They're up to bigger things. They're maybe trying to acquire Matthew Kachuk, uh, maybe Alex Dabrinkit, Claude Giroux in free agency. Ottawa's taking some big swings or trying to take some big swings, and it seems like they want to get rid of that cap. Well, I'm sitting here like, all right, I'll take Matt Murray because you know what? His reputation is way down the tube from where it was in Pittsburgh when he won the Stanley Cup. He was really bad two years ago. Last year, he was even waived at one point. But the advanced numbers on Murray, not as bad as you might have thought. Even the surface numbers. He had a 906 save percentage in a year where scoring was way up. So 906, not as bad as it once was. And uh, some of the advanced numbers, including at moneypuck.com, goals saved above expected. Murray ranked... Let me get the exact right. I tweeted out earlier. Let me make sure I get the exact uh, thing right. Murray ranked 23rd in goals saved above expected out of 61 goaltenders. 23rd out of 61. And we're talking about like a, a, a below average starting goalie, but a starting goalie. And for comparison, Craig Anderson last year, who Kevin Adams was so impressed by to re-sign, Anderson ranked 47th 
out of 61. So we were talking about a significant upgrade, maybe just an upgrade. Significant might be putting too much emphasis on it for the Sabres in that, that they would be acquiring Murray if that had happened. And this, and I even threw out there, Hey, if they're trying to get out of that and I'm going to get an asset out of it, cause it's a cap dump. Uh, Joe Marino from the charging Buffalo had the idea of why don't we get a second round pick to acquire Murray? And I went a step further and said, instead of a second round pick, how about the Sabres trade 16? They take Murray's contract and they move up to number seven. So Ottawa would send number seven and Matt Murray and the Sabres would send number 16. Well, that is the, the, it's like Kevin Adams was listening. 99% chance he was not. 1% chance he was. Thought, no, that's a great idea. Let me call Ottawa. The trade that the two sides had worked out reportedly was exactly that. Elliot Friedman started things off and tweeted, hearing Ottawa and Buffalo into deep conversation about a Matt Murray trade. Sabres are on his no trade list and Murray, as is his contractual right, stuck to his list. So the Sabres and Senators worked out a deal and Murray said no. He has a 10-team no-trade list. Murray said no. Then Darren Dreger chimes in with the the ultimate gut punch of the deal between Ottawa and Buffalo would have included the Sens retaining salary. So 6.25, the Sabres weren't even taking the whole 6.25 and Buffalo flipping the 16th pick for the seventh pick. The Sabres would have been moving up nine spots. They would not have even been taking all of Murray's contract. And they would have been getting a free goaltender that, at least by last year's numbers, was an upgrade over what they had and is the perfect amount of term. Two-year deal is absolutely perfect. You're not blocking Devin Levi or Uka Pekka Lukanen. And he's not so good that if Lukanen shows up, and is really good that you feel obligated to start Murray. You took him as a cap dump, but Murray nixed it. Murray nixed it. I mean, I really hope is are we at zero percent? This is going to happen. Is there any chance that the Pagulas can and Kevin Adams could fire up the old Pagula private jet and they could fly out to Matt Murray's house to convince him to come the same way they once upon a time did ten years ago with Robin Regeer of all players? They flew out to Robin Regeer's house after he didn't want to come here in a trade with the Flames, and the Pagulas convinced him to come. Uh, any shot we could do that? Could we break out the Brad Richards helicopter? Like, anything to convince him to come, because what a trade that is. I mean, that is just a perfect trade. Free goaltender, he's an upgrade. You're adding salary to get to the cap floor. You're not even taking the whole cap, and you're moving up nine spots in the first round. I mean, putting yourself in territory, maybe to get – you know, one of those uh, right shot defensemen that are probably going to go before the Sabres at number nine to have the seventh and the ninth pick, two top 10 picks. Oh, that would have been beautiful. Um, so maybe I'm holding out a little hope that it could still happen, but it doesn't sound like it's going to because Murray has the Sabres on his no trade list. So that's a gut punch, right? Among the all time Sabre trades that almost were, you know, add it to the list. You had once upon a time, Darcy apparently got offered. Thomas Vanek and Zemgus Girgensons for uh, T- Tyler Sagan from the Boston Bruins. And he said, no, uh, that's a trade that almost happened. There's a lot of talk and noise that I've heard, especially behind the scenes that, that Jason Bottrell once upon a time had a wrist line in for Nikolai Ehlers trade uh, on the table. I don't think that's a secret anymore. Um, and that didn't end up happening. Squabble over like mid round picks. So like add this to the list, Matt Murray, almost coming here. 
I mean, man, we better hope that seventh overall pick doesn't become a superstar because we're going to be kicking ourselves uh, for a long time. that This trade almost happened and didn't. Um, but again, maybe an ounce of poss- possibility that Murray changes his mind. Whatever you got to do, send him a gift basket. Do the Michael Scott, Dwight Schrute thing where you bring him bring him the, the gift basket of the, the chocolate turtles and whatnot. Do everything you got to do. Send him nice tweets. Send him a postcard. Anything. What does he like? Find out and let's get him. Get him a new driver if he's a big golfer. Free golf in Buffalo. Free beer. Anything. What can we do to get Matt Murray to come to Buffalo? Because this trade is perfect. It is the perfect trade. And man, I wish it could happen. But again, all this is uh, out the window because it sounds like he does not want to come. And the fact that it's being reported, I think, means the Sabres have given up convincing him and thinking it could happen because I don't think it would be out there if the Sabres thought it could still happen. But again, we'll see. Um, all right, so that's but one other point, actually, on that before we get to Curtis Schwartzkopf on the draft and specific prospects. This could become a trend. Murray has the Sabres on his 10-team no-trade list. We're hopeful. We're optimistic about the Sabres' future. And it's nice that they found an Alex Tuck, a guy that wants to be a Buffalo Sabre. The list of guys that will actively seek out being Buffalo Sabres is not long. It is a very short list around the NHL. Alex Tucks do not grow on trees. And what the Sabres need to do over the next couple of years, and they're not at this point yet in the Matt Murray situation here is evidence of that. You need to get to a point where you don't have to be a destination. You don't like the bills have become a destination because of how good they are. And Josh Allen and like Super Bowl contender, right? Von Miller chooses to come here. You don't need to get that. You don't need to get to a point where, hey, Evgeny Malkins are trying to become Buffalo Sabres, where Nazem Kadri's are trying. The guys are lining up to be Buffalo Sabres. You don't have to get there, but in the next year or two, the Sabres need to get to a point to where they're not on everybody's no-trade list. Everyone that's got a no-trade list, right? 90% of them have to have the Sabres on their lists, and that's going to make things extremely difficult uh, in, in a situation like this where you're trying to make a trade for a goaltender, you love the trade, and you can't do it because of your reputation league-wide. And I don't think that's undeserved. You know, if, if a guy hasn't lived in Buffalo, um, what is he really being sold on? You're moving to Buffalo, New York, and if you don't know anything about the city, on the surface, that doesn't sound very appealing. The team's on an 11-year playoff drought. The building's empty. They had the lowest attendance in the NHL last year. Why would you want to come? You have to get guys that have to come. Get him in the room. You have to get him in the building, let him warm up to the city, warm up to the organization, the, the group in the locker room. You have to get them in the door first. And it's going to be very challenging uh, if they're going to be the team that's on everyone's no trade list. And I think you could start crossing off other names in that it, that have no trade list. It might be that Kevin Adams wants to add a goaltender above Craig Anderson and Uka Pekalukkanen, but he can't do it at the end of the day. And maybe they go into the season with Anderson and Lukanen because that's, they, they just couldn't find a dance partner. Uh, I think that's possible. Like cross a, a Semyon Varlamov who we've talked about a little bit um, as a trade idea, cross him off the list. He's got a 16 team, no trade list, 16 teams. Murray's was only 10 Varlamov. I mean, book it that the Sabres are on that list. So you could try to trade for him all you want, but he's not going to come here. And Fleury wasn't never considering it here. I don't think in free agency, he's still available. Um, But it might be that the Sabres have a hard time finding the 1A goaltender that they'd like to get this offseason. And that maybe they have to go into the season with Craig Anderson and Uka Pekka Lukanen. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if anything else happens in that. And again, 
Please, Matt Murray, choose to come here. Please, Matt Murray, choose to come here. All right, we will take a break, and when we come back, we'll bring in Curtis Schwartzkopf from the Charging Buffalo on the draft, the pick, pick 9, pick 16, and pick 28, and some specific prospects that he likes uh, at each one of those selections. And I asked him about Matthew Savoy, who is my favorite, going into tonight's draft. Uh, that's coming up here on the Locked On Savers podcast. We're brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's uh, NHL draft, Major League Baseball going on right now, MLS, you've got Wimbledon. A lot of sports are going on right now, even though it's kind of seen as the dry season on the sports calendar. There's still a lot going on. Uh, golf, too. you got, of course, the Open Championship coming your way next week. You could bet on the NHL draft, by the way, bet online if you want. There's actually over-unders for multiple prospects uh, on their draft position. I mentioned Matthew Savoy, the Winnipeg Ice centerman, is my favorite prospect going into tonight's draft. The Sabres pick number nine. What is Matthew Savoy's over-under at bet online? Nine. Over-under pick number nine. He is right there so uh I, i'm hoping that he's available but uh bet online they're setting the odds and they're telling you it's like a 50 50 shot that he is going to be there uh but other prospects as well um you've got kevin korchinski you could bet on Joachim kamel uh, yuri kulich cutter gothier connor geeky there's a bunch of nhl draft prospects for tonight you could check out over at betonline.net Head to the website today, or you could use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. The NHL draft is right around the corner, and our team of local experts and draft experts are breaking it down with insights and analysis for every first-round pick. Subscribe to Locked On NHL on YouTube for all the latest breakdowns on the NHL draft and more. All right, more on the NHL draft here with one of my favorite prospect guys out there, Curtis Schwartzkopf of the Charging Buffalo. Uh, from here Wednesday morning, Metallurg's VP, Metallurg of the KHL, Sergei Laskov said. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Joe DiBiase on today's show, and I am joined by Curtis Schwartzkopf from the Charging Buffalo. Hey, Curtis, thanks for uh, jumping on the show, man. Thanks for having me on, Joe. This is your favorite week of the season for hockey? Oh, yeah, it's Christmas in July, man. <laughs> um, Thursday night draft, is that normal? No, it's a little odd, but you know, I kind I kind of like it. You know, it's a little mimicking the NFL, but uh, you know, get it out before the weekend's over or before the weekend even starts. So I'll take it. Yeah, I like it too. Um, and then day two, obviously, of the draft on Friday. You can follow Curtis on Twitter at Curtis NHL Draft, uh, co-host of the Seven One Six Future Podcast. I just heard him recently on the Cautiously Optimistic Podcast at Charging Buffalo. And you guys got your draft guide right? It's right at the top of the pin tweet for your guys' profile. Yep, absolutely. We've been ch chipping away at that, you know, pretty much all year, you know, kind of a lot of work goes into that. Some great work by our guys at the Charging Buffalo. We got two Austins, Joe, Walt, um, Paul, you know, and Jared and Cole have been doing some great work on the graphics for that. So it's uh, great to get that product out for everybody to take a look at prior to the draft here. Love it. I, d I definitely recommend it. Anybody, I'll have it open in a tab. Uh, ready to go watching the draft. So it's definitely a useful tool to have for anyone that's watching the draft along. Um, all right, so a, a few individuals that I want to talk about with you, Curtis, get your opinion on going into, uh, for specifically the first round, Sabres pick 9, 16, and 28. The first guy, I think we should, we have to start with the guy that there's a rumor about, 
uh, from here Wednesday morning, Metallurg's VP, Metallurg of the KHL, Sergei Laskov, says that the Sabres are going to select Danila Yurov, who I've seen ranked in the mid-first round, sometimes even higher than that. He says, quote, we will, he will be selected in the first round by the Buffalo team. He will only play in Magnacorsk. I'm probably butchering that. Yurov is playing as a player in the main squad. So I guess two-part question. One, do you buy that as would you predict the Sabres at this point are going to take Yurov? And two, what's your opinion on him as a prospect? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, there's been a lot of smoke there with Yurov as far as is you know his, the ties to the Sabers and maybe being selected around pick sixteen, and there with dual threat forward. You know he can shoot and pass. He's he's got that ability to good head times. Um, not to say he's a bad skater by any means, because he is very solid in that regard, but that's just not his bread and butter. Um, you know, he spent a lot of his time in the junior leagues at the MHL where, you know, he did very well and dominated at that level, but um, didn't really get an opportunity to do too much, you know, in very, like, limited ice time at the KHL level. So, you know, he played 21 games, but, you know, of those 21, he probably averaged, like, a minute of ice time a game. So, um, you know, he's a very interesting prospect, a guy that, you know, typically wouldn't uh, fall in that range uh, if he wasn't Russian. Right. I, I think, you know, that's a big you know, complicating factor of it is the political part of it. I mean, I saw today about Kirill Kaprizov heading back to the United States because of like fraudulent military IDs and the Flyers goalie prospect getting sent to a military base in uh, in northern Russia. I, I think, do we have any sense of like how far these guys are going to fall? Because I feel like there's a potential that we're going to show up tomorrow night and everyone's going to be like, I'm staying away. I don't even want to deal with the political part of it. Yeah, I think, you know, I think, you know, Obviously, there's got to be some things that go into it where you're probably somewhat aware of, you know, what the players' intentions are, if they plan on coming over or not. Um, but, you know, I fully expect a, a big fall for a lot of them. And, you know, you're of, uh, is probably of them all, you know, the safest one in quotation marks uh, right. to go the highest. And just for the fact that, you know, he doesn't have the health issues of a Marashnichenko and, you know, I think that, you know, well, um, Gleb Trikazov is somebody that I'm very high on. Um, I think that there's... Uh, he's a player that probably falls a little bit further down just because I think teams aren't willing to take that chance um, high on a guy like that. Um, you know, there's just a lot of uncertainty about the situation there and, you know, getting players over here and, and what their intentions are, especially when you're know, talking about, you know, are we going to have to be dealing with a, a McGillney 2.0 situation where you're going to have to <laughs> smuggle them over? Right, exactly. Um, all right, so let's start with the the ninth pick. Do you have a favorite idea? Do you have a guy that you've fallen for where, like, in your best-case scenario, that's who the Sabres grab? Yeah, I think Jonathan LeCaramaki is probably the one that I've really honed in on. You know, I, I kind of gone back and forth with this a little bit. You know, Joachim Kamel is another one that, you know, at the beginning of the year I was really high on, and then, you know, as the season went on, he kind of slowed down, and, um, you know, I'm not – uh, completely sold on him as like a super high-end talent. Um, he's a great shooter, but, you know, the Karamaki, also one of the best shooters in his class. And I think that, you know, his offensive game, you know, while that's kind of the, the big thing where he's got that elite shot, super accurate, um, and, you know, that'd be a great thing to add to the, the right side of our, our winger pipeline. Um, but, you know, I, you know, there's things about his game that, you know, I, I like as well, um, you know, on the defensive side, you know, 
depending on who you're reading, you know, some people might say, you know, he's got a lot to go um, in that area, but there are defensive habits in his game, you know, getting sticks in lanes that I think, you know, project well that, you know, while it's not very polished right now, he's showing that commitment in his own end to at least try to defend well. And, you know, while it's not perfect at the moment, you know, seeing that effort level is, is encouraging to me and something that I look for in guys and, um, you know, I think that he projects very well just for the shot, you know, alone. It's, it's so high end and, um, I could see him, you know, falling to that range a little bit. Um, and another guy that I've, I've really liked a bit and someone who earlier in the year I kind of had um, up near the top three of my board. Um, I, I got him a little bit further down right now, uh, but Matthew Savoy, um, the guy playing in the WHL for Winnipeg, he's a smaller center, but um, a lot of speed, very, very highly intelligent playmaking guy who can also score. Um, you know, he's probably better suited to play on the wing, which, you know, I think would really work well in our system um, just for the how high end he is at, you know, creating um, scoring chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kurt, Curtis Schwartzkopf, by the way, of uh, the Charging Buffalo, joining us here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. I like Savoy a lot. I've fallen for him. Uh, I think he's probably my guy right now. I know the size concern is there, um, but man, such a fun player to watch. Dynamic. Um, how about at the 16th pick is it actually, before we get to the 16th pick and maybe this guy will be a part of your answer for it. I see a lot of differing opinion on Brad Lambert, the Finnish forward who has the tools, but seemingly doesn't have the production. Uh, where are you on the, on the Brad Lambert spectrum and the, the, the likelihood the Sabres would pick him at some point? Ooh, I, you know, I think, uh, I think it is possible that we take him. And I think for me personally, he's a guy that, you know, if I didn't have three first round picks, I would want no part of just because he does come with so much risk. Um, I do tend to fall a little bit in the middle where, you know, I don't think he's as bad as like, you know, maybe the back end of the first round, you know, 28th talent. Um, but I don't have him in, you know, the top five, you know, I kind of got him in the middle. I believe on my, my final ranks, I had him at eleven. Um, so very high in talent, supremely skilled, dynamic player. You know, he can create offense. He's great in transition. Um, but there is some concerns with, you know, how he's able to process the game at times. You know, I think when I've watched him, there's um, there's moments where he's kind of aimlessly skating around and using all this energy when he doesn't have to. So, um, you know, I think he's got all the tools and skill in the world to be a first line player. So you kind of, you know, 16 is the earliest that I would want to take him. I wouldn't go for him at nine, but if he is there at 16 and especially 28, you know, he's definitely worth the risk because he does have that top line um, potential and, you know, just got to harness all that good and kind of polish him out a little bit. And, you know, when you see the Sabres take a guy with like Tage Thompson and, what they've been able to do with his game, you know, where he was kind of very inconsistent, you know, didn't seem to make a lot of good decisions on the ice at times. And that really hurt him, you know, especially in the analytics, um, you know, what they've been able to do to his game to turn him around. You know, I think Lambert would be a great fit for us in our development system. Is there, when I think of, you know, like the organizational pipeline at different positions, uh, right shot defense is one of the first ones that comes to my mind. I mean, it's Yoki Haru at the NHL level right now. And there's not really a lot behind him. Darlene, if he switches to the right side full time, would change that equation a bit, of course. But there's not a lot behind them. And they have three first-round picks. I know there's the two guys at the top that they probably don't get a look at. But is there any right-hand defenseman that you think kind of fits for where the Sabres pick at any of their three first-round picks? Yeah, and I think it's definitely in the, the back end of the first, you know, that second round pick, you know, the, like you said, the, the two guys, Nemitz and Juracek are the top two. And, you know, I think it's very unlikely that either falls to us at nine. So you kind of turn your attention to, you know, the back end of the first round, because I don't think that 
Um, some of these guys are worth taking at 16. Um, for me, you know, Ryan Chesley, um, US under 18 guy, right shot defenseman. Uh, he's about six foot, a little over 200 pounds. You know, he's very solid two-way guy, two-way guy, um, two-way guy. And he doesn't necessarily have the offensive production per se that, you know, you know, teams might be looking for, but he's got such a great first pass out of the zone, very smart head on his shoulders, defends very well. He's a very polished defender. So he's a little bit of a safer pick, you know, not necessarily a high-end, like freewheeling guy that's going to go up and down the ice, you know, like a, a Seamus Casey was another U18 guy that I'd consider in that range. But, you know, I, I really like the way Chesley's game projects to the NHL level. You know, he's almost a, a right-handed version of Ryan Johnson. Um, it's kind of my comparison for him is that in the sense that, you know, he's very, just very good, you know, good skater, um, very responsible in his own end, knows how to get the puck out, ice, um, up into the offensive zone. And, you know, I think there is some untapped offensive upside there that hasn't presented itself. I'm kind of like Ryan Johnson, but uh, he's yeah. one that I've really focused on. And another one that, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people thought would be a little bit higher up in the first round. And he's kind of in that 30 to 40 range is uh, Tristan Leno. Um, good size, right shot defenseman. He skates pretty well. Got a nice smooth stride. Again, another guy that, you know, while the offense, you know, isn't totally there, um, he's one that, you know, kind of had a rough start to the year. Um, yeah, he had a knee injury in the, over the summer. He had surgery on, got kind of got a rough start. And then, you know, as the year went on, and especially down the playoffs, he really turned it up. So I think that, you know, his draft stock was down, but uh, he's one that could really have a big draft year plus one here. I, you know, I, I almost hesitate to even ask you about trading up as an idea because it just never happens, right? Like, I think yeah. I, I thought I found that the last time the Sabres traded up in round one was when they got Zemgus Gergensen's 10 years ago. Maybe there's been one since then that I'm omitting, but it just it doesn't happen very often. So with that being said, like the two right shot defensemen that are probably going to go before them, Nemec and uh, Juracek, if the Sabres are at nine, is there a guy that, to you, it'd be worth it to like, if I got to spend 28 to go up three or four picks or 16 to go up, you know, to like two, is there any guy that to you, like that's appealing as an idea? I mean, not completely. I think if the, for me personally, um, Nemitz and Shane Wright would be the only two that I'd entertain the idea of trading up for. And, you know, they'd have to fall probably to around that four range, which, you know, is probably unlikely. And I don't know that I'd want to pay the cost to do it just for the fact that I think that, you know, in the case of Nemitz, you definitely can get a right shot defenseman later in this draft that, you know, while they may not have the upside that Nemitz has, you know, they're still a very good defender without having to, you know, mortgage some of your um, draft capital to do so. I um, mean, with Wright, you know, I think it's crazy to think that he could fall to four, but if he did in that unlikely event, you know, I would be really considering that because, you know, I think that he is a rich man's Sam Reinhardt. I think that he's a little bit better of a skater. He's extremely intelligent, processes the game extremely well. He, he projects to be NHL center, great two-way guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kurt, at Curtis NHL Draft, uh, to follow him on Twitter, uh, the Charging Buffalo Draft Guide is out. Check it out. If you just go to either Curtis's Twitter page or uh, at the Charging Buffalo on Twitter, um, it's pinned on both of those. So definitely recommend having it in front of you uh, when watching the draft on Thursday night. Hey, Curtis. Hey, thanks for joining me again, man. Uh, always a good chat. And uh, maybe we'll have you on at some point after the draft. Sounds good, Joe. Thanks a lot.
All right, there is Curtis Schwartzkopf. Always great hearing from Curtis. Uh, we will end here and enjoy the NHL draft. We will talk to you after the first round on what the Sabres have done, whether that's picking all three at 9, 16, and 28, or there's a trade to talk about, um, something in net potentially, or maybe up front. Uh, we'll talk about it after the draft is over and be sure to stay tuned to our YouTube channel uh, for live reaction or uh, sh- quick reaction, quick takes after the Sabres make their picks th- throughout the night. That's it for us here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Lockdown NHL, Lockdown Experts, giving you the daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Lockdown NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast.